Welcome to the Best Boss Ever podcast. I'm your host, Christine LaPerriere, president of Leader in Motion. On this show, we're going to gossip about the best boss you ever had. We're going to hear stories about things that they did that helped you feel valued, helped you feel engaged, and really inspired you. We want to hear about the bosses that changed the way you look at everything. If you want to hear more, join me at christinelaperriere.com and sign up for our newsletter, The Whip. So welcome to the show, Sam. I'm so glad that you're here. Me too. I'm so thrilled to be here. It's such a nice way to start a morning. (laughs) (laughs) And um, before we dive in, why don't you just um, tell our our listeners, you know, your title and and kind of who you are really quick. Sure. Uh, So I'm Sam Spiesman, head of content at uh, Newsworthy and The Bullet. The Bullet is a daily News Digest comes out in the morning, really shares everything you need to know to start your day from uh, hard news to the more lighthearted stuff. And then uh, Newsworthy is a white label publisher. So we create content for other brands. Thank you so much. And, you know, before we get started, I think what's so neat about why I invited you on the show was that you helped me produce The Whip, which is my newsletter. And you're brilliant. Um, But when I was telling you about this passion project of wanting to start Best Boss Ever, you um, immediately lit up, your face lit up, and you couldn't help it. You just started telling me about your Best Boss Ever. And I, (laughs) I was all grins ear to ear. And the best part of the whole story is that after she got done telling me about her Best Boss Ever... I had a hunch that I knew who she was talking about. And next thing you know, we realized that we both knew this leader and I actually could even identify her from that story. So I think this one has to be on the show. Um, So with that, I mean, do tell us a little (laughs) bit about who your best boss ever is. Uh, Well, I think the reason why I was so excited about the concept is for me, my best boss ever came very early in my career. So she had a huge impact on the steps that I took after that first, you know, foray into the corporate world. Um, her, I mean, her name is Stefania Virali, so I'm just going to cut to the chase there. She now works, uh, I think is one of the owners of women of influence had a media over there, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of run in the same circles for the last 15 years, but she was my first manager. Uh, she was the editorial director at sweetspot.ca, which Um, was a small business, first kind of digital women's magazine in Canada. And I started there as an intern. So you can imagine the impact that someone at that level would have on someone who is just starting her career and how her, the lessons she taught me would kind of impact me as I moved through. So as soon as you told me about this, I immediately knew I had to talk about Steph um, because like I said, she's really had an impact on me over the last, you know, 13, it's either been 13 or 15 years that I've been working in the industry. So it just, it, it was a natural fit. So give us some of the examples. Like when, you know, when I say that, you know, who's your best boss ever. And I mean, like you, your face just lights up, obviously there's some experiences that you had working for her that, you know, stood out right away. Sure. I think that it was obviously a product of the culture and I still work with Joanna track who founded sweet spot. And I know a lot of that really came from Joanna's view on how business should be run, but so much of what Steph built with the editorial team specifically really centered around trust and building self-confidence. So as an intern, you come into a fully female team and this, 
you know, it's really hindsight because after Sweet Spot, I, I left and worked at other places where this was not the case. But Steph really fostered a environment of camaraderie. She always trusted her team members to take ownership over uh, whether it was writing or events. So for example, when I was just starting, she would always encourage me to write things that I probably had no business writing because I was just starting and she would often, you know, edit the crap out of them, but still Mm -hmm. to give me that, that opportunity to really flex my writing skills, even when I was still starting and, and knowing that it would probably be more work for her. She was really committed to teaching and giving us those experiences to help our careers and help us grow. And even other little things like going to press events, which, you know, after 13 years, I understand are one of the best perks of working in this industry, but she would often allow the interns and some of the more junior team members to go to these events and really trusted us to represent the brand from an early point where, as I've learned over the course of the last now, you know, 10 years since almost 10 years since Sweet Spot shut down is not the case at most places. And there's a different energy at many corporate environments where there's a lot of seniority and and hierarchy. And if you're more senior, then you get to go to these events. And if you're more junior, then you don't. And I think that trust that she instilled in the team and allowed us to build helped shape all of our self-confidences. And if you look at that team and where they are now, almost every single person is working in quite senior roles at various companies. And I think it's really testament to that initial trust that she that she showed to us and let us sort of go off on our own probably earlier than we should have. Uh, yeah, I think that that was a huge, a huge part of it. And really just, you know, the freedom and the inspiration that came with all of that. And, and just the, the pleasant environment that I think that she also fostered, which I've taken forward and tried to build both at my previous role, which was a big corporate company and now working at a small business. Excellent. And so it sounds like she threw you in the deep end, even when um, you were just an intern, just starting out. And then she gave you the latitude to, you know, take a swing at it on your own even if she had to do some heavy lifting to kind of help get it, you know, get the quality of the work up to where it needed to be. She still put you out, you know, put you out there and let you see what you were capable of. Absolutely. And I think that that's something that I'm seeing now from her perspective in my current role, which is as you hire more junior team members and you want them to learn and grow and mentor and teach, it is more work to facilitate that journey and to help them grow it's often easier some to do it to just do it yourself but I think realizing now the efforts and the lengths she went to to really help those who are starting hone those skills again at a detriment to her and and she probably is where I get a lot of my work ethic because she I know it took more work for her to run the team in this way And I would often get edits back from her, you know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., not expecting a response. So I'm not not suggesting Mm -hmm. that she, you know, right, um, right. but just seeing that she was working additional hours. And I know that a lot of that came down to giving us the opportunity to learn and grow and taking the time to critique our work, send it back to us um, and let us know really where we were going wrong. And I think I'm definitely a better writer for it. And certainly a better editor at this point, but 
yeah, it was, it was definitely that work ethic and the, the trust that she showed in all of us, I think that stuck with, and we're, you know, I speak to, to many of the people on her team regularly that really stuck with us over the years. That's amazing. And like, did she ever get frustrated though? I mean, cause I know, you know, as you're building up a young team or a new team, you're kind of teaching and reteaching and reteaching sometimes. And, uh, so I'm just curious, I mean, how did she deal with that? I mean, did you, did you see that or, I mean, I, I can't say for sure that it didn't happen. I certainly never felt it in a negative way. I've seen other leaders, obviously not, not Steph, but I've seen other leaders over my career who really let their frustration show and can often belittle and, you know, really come down hard on, on, on juniors. And I, I never felt that way. I never saw it. If it happened, it happened behind, behind closed doors and I wasn't privy to it. So that's interesting. I mean, what I'm hearing, you know, if we were really summarizing the qualities that made this particular best boss ever, it was, you know, the willingness to throw you in the deep end and see what you could do, um, which fostered a self-confidence in you. It helped you build your skill really quickly which is really impressive, but I'm also hearing an element of patience. And, and, and I think there's, you know, uh, cause what I'm really trying to do right now is dissect those qualities that make for that best boss ever. Cause we talk about all these things in very general terms and leadership training and, you know, leadership jargon, you know, we talk about trust and trust is, you know, there's a lot of elements to that. Like, what does that actually look like? But what I'm hearing is that she trusted you to, run with the ball. (laughs) So there's an element of delegation here. There's an element of trust. There's an element of really helping you build up your skills to the top level that you could, and also a level of patience. So I think that is like a pretty powerful combination when you think of, you know, what your best boss ever actually looks like. Can I ask you a question about your, let's call it your worst boss ever, or an experience, you know, this isn't about trash talking, although it's always fun to trash talk a little bit, but um, (laughs) it's not so much about trash talking. It's what is the thing that you, you know, that you remember so specifically that really didn't work for you where you're like, I would not work for that person or that a person with that quality again. So I think the number one quality that has turned me off consistently over the last however many years is insecurity it's become such a pervasive quality in maybe my industry because there's so many changes in publishing. And for as long as I've worked in digital media, it's always been seen as the cousin or the, you know, the, the, the nasty family member that nobody really wants to acknowledge because they're going to throw a wrench in the dinner or the party or whatever, because when I worked in digital media, at the very beginning of my career as an intern, it was, you know, coming for, for print. Print was always mm-hmm. worried about digital. And then my second long-term career was in broadcasting. And so same idea, digital media was coming for broadcast and for television and people were, you know, cutting cable and all these, and all these things. So I've dealt with insecure bosses time and time again. And I think that that's one quality that I always try to, if I even feel it coming in, I I recognize it and I push it away because it makes 
everything else so much more challenging. It fosters such a negative environment and the people who work for you, they feel that insecurity and, and it's, and it's okay to be worried about job security in this day and age. It happens all the time, but to manage from that point and to feel like you need to prove yourself because you're insecure about your future, you're insecure about your role at the company I think that's the most negative trait that I've witnessed, the the most uh, toxic trait that I've witnessed in the workplace. And it just, it really does trickle down into every decision and, and the way that your team feels that, and that really started with my worst boss ever, because like I said, it was, it was worry about the future of their particular industry, their particular role and, and having a digital media I don't want to say expert, but someone who's worked in digital media for years who really understands that space felt like a threat. Right. And the minute they feel threatened by their own team, you're now sparring against one another versus truly working together to get there fastest. Absolutely. And you're not thinking about the company or brand or product that you're building, you're thinking about what is going to further my role, what's going to make me look better? How am I going to carve a space for myself in the future? And if you feel that your team's skill set or the priorities that your team uh, is focused on don't align with your future and your role, then the decisions you make are not going to be for the benefit of your team or for the brand company product. Right. I think you nailed it. I think insecurity is absolutely something that I notice time and time again in my own experiences of working for different people. And, you know, even today coaching so many leaders, I think insecurity really clouds good decision-making, good people skills, good communication. Unfortunately, there's a lot of environments where I think of, you know, I think your word of toxic is the right word because insecurity is catchy. (laughs) If your boss is insecure, then all of a sudden you start to wonder why you're feeling so confident. And so the interesting thing is, is when you see insecurity happening somewhere in the top of the house, a lot of the time it, um, it's catchy. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And I, and I found that the more insecure my manager, the more they micromanaged, which is obviously a, right. a phrase and, and a trait that I don't think anybody enjoys in, in right. a work environment. But again, because there's that insecurity, it really becomes, what can I do to, again, further my position, further my career, ensure that I have a future here. And by having a hand in anything that could be successful, that insecurity really comes through. And in addition to making your team feel insecure, it just, it takes away all the things that we just talked about as the best boss ever, which is that trust and freedom and room for growth, because you're constantly having someone looking over your shoulder, making sure that they've put their stamp on whatever that project is so that if it does prove to be successful, you know, they can say that they were a part of it or it was their project. One of the other things that I wanted to mention about Steph and why she really had such an impact on my career and and one trait that I think is so important and that I continue to at least try to implement with my own team is she always gave her team credit for success. She wasn't ever someone to put up her hand and say, that was my idea. I was involved in this. Obviously, as a manager, she had a hand in anything that was successful. 
But even as an intern, if you had an idea or you had a story pitch and, and we went with it and it performed really well, she was the first person to say that was Sam's idea. She wrote it. It was wonderful. It didn't even matter if she had edited the whole thing and totally reworked it. And in the end, it was like a fraction of what you had originally suggested. She always gave credit. And I think that that is one of the most important things you can do as a, as a leader and as a best boss ever, because it's, it really gives you that confidence as a young employee to continue putting your ideas out there and continue taking risks because you know that if something works out that you will be uh, awarded or rewarded for it, which I think is, is really important. Yeah. It makes you want to work harder because you can't wait to get that recognition. And it's literally the opposite of what insecurity does. So you can really see it again right there. My experiences with my worst bosses ever, they would take credit for ideas or projects that perhaps weren't their idea. And I think that that's just such an, uh, an example of the opposite ends of the spectrum and how one can, can impact you positively and one can impact you so negatively. Absolutely. And it's, it's the difference between leadership and individual contribution. So if you're an individual contributor and you do great work and you want to promote your great work, that's, that's fantastic. But when you move into a leadership position, you're responsible now for the work and the, the success of others. And you're responsible for the culture and the um, mentality and the psychology of others. So to me, that's exactly where, you know, the moment in time shifts where you no longer promote your own work, you promote the quality of the work that your team is delivering. For sure. And I never understood the, you know, worst boss ever technique of, of taking credit, because at the end of the day, if you're a leader and a manager and your team is successful, you are successful. A successful team reflects so positively on their leader. So the more success you can draw from your team members, the better you're going to look in the, in the grand scheme. So although it's not selfish to give credit in the way it is kind of selfish because you're still going to come out looking like a rock star if your team's performing well, but your team's also going to feel like rock stars, which I think is the most important thing. So this is, um, it's excellent. I really appreciate the, uh, the, the angle or the lens that you're bringing to this, cause it just really hits the mark. And so many situations that I can think of, of my own work experience. And, you know, just to be able to really show the difference between kind of the way Stefania approached leadership and how that built you up versus that um, insecurity and that toxicity and how much that limited your growth. So I think, you know, again, you can kind of reflect back and see, wow, does that really make a difference? Like it really stands out as night and day. And I think the other thing that's really important to note is just how that experience with the worst boss ever, and there were a few, I won't say there was just one, there were a few, (laughs) uh, really shone a light on how Stefania was the best boss ever, because that juxtaposition between that toxicity and and that extreme trust showed me what kind of leader I wanted to be and how I could implement those lessons that she taught me at a very early stage of my career and see how the toxicity with my worst bosses ever impacted me in such a negative way and make sure that moving forward as I built a team that I implemented all those lessons that she had taught me because I saw what an impact they could have long-term. I mean, it's been 
13 years since I started working for her. And I still remember how that job made me feel as a entry level uh, writer, publisher, editor, just the, the confidence and the freedom. And the other thing I think that is important too, and I know work from home, we're all sick of it now because we've been doing it for however long, but Steph really bought into that idea long before it was, it was trendy or it was uh, widely accepted in corporate, in the corporate world. And she ensured that, you know, we took a day, a week to work from home and really, again, it, it, it played into that idea of trust, but knowing that we were able to take that time and focus on our skills and not worry about meetings and commuting and all of these things that often drain your creativity in a day so that we could really build on our skills. And as a result, I think that we all worked that much harder for the brand and her and the company and the results that she got out of us were, were so much stronger. Which is amazing, right? So she has this green team and she's yeah. getting amazing results yeah. and it's from this approach. So I didn't even for the five years I worked there and, and granted I was green and new, but I never even considered working anywhere else because my happiness and my fulfillment in that role was so strong that I didn't even think about it. Every day was was a joy. And I remember some of the more senior team members saying to me and some of my more junior colleagues, you know, this isn't normal. This doesn't happen all the time. But I think that that was really because of the environment that Stefania built and Joanna built and really trying to create this place where we would all feel safe and could grow and could build that self-confidence that's so important for leaders in this age. And, you know, just to bring that to close, you know, my hope by shining a light on these best boss ever is that what if we said, this is normal? Imagine that. Imagine if you said, wow, I'm really happy and fulfilled and I don't want to go anywhere. And I feel like I'm completely growing and I'm expanding. What if that was normal? And people said, oh, the insecure boss that you work for, who's toxic, who's micromanaging you, (laughs) that's not normal. I think it's time for this paradigm shift. We're getting into flexible work, which like by requirement demands trust. Yes. And I mean, if you look, a lot of us are all saying like, put us into the gig economy because at the end of the day, we want the freedom, right? We want that trust. We still want to grow. We still want to grow strong skills. We still want to work on high-performing teams. We still want to deliver results, but we're tired of being micromanaged and we're tired of, you know, the lack of trust and, you know, some of those things. So I, I just think it's a great way to close that. I want to encourage everybody to ask the question, um, when you are working for your best boss ever, what if everybody said, Oh, and by the way, this is normal. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I think that would be unbelievable. I try to foster with my team and hopefully as they grow their careers, they'll go out and foster it with their own teams and we'll just, we'll start a revolution. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Sam. That was fantastic to talk to you. Um, thank you. Was, thank you. And um, like I said, I hope everybody tunes in again so we can hear more about other people's best boss ever. Take care. If you want to hear more, join me at com and sign up for our newsletter, The Whip. <laughs>